The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoking. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey, you're over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stein. Have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbells. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set today. Cigar shortages. Are they the fault of the manufacturer or are they manufactured? The truth behind brand shortages. Joining us, the vice president of La Flor Dominicana, which, by the way, is the most out-of-stock brand that's out there. We're going to lose an advertiser today, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Welcome back, Mr. Jonathan Carney. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to be here. We'll and, see how this goes today. And you're supporting our friends up in the Great White North in Canada today? Somebody has to. Yeah. I am. I have I have two very distinctly different outfits that I wear from time to time. One of them is Captain America, which yes. you see qu- probably quite frequently uh, when I'm dressed a little more casually. And then I have a Captain Canada outfit, which has replaced the star in the middle of the Captain America outfit with a maple leaf. I didn't wear that today because I wanted to look professional, uh, especially if you all are going to try to lambaste me here. I yeah, how did you find out about that? Because we've been keeping it kind of tight-lipped, what I, we're going to yeah. do to you today. I, I mean, I listened to the show last week, and you yeah. did mention it at the end of the show last week. Yeah. Uh, That's so fair. I worked my way through. But anyway, I wore the Canadian hat today for Rudy. I felt like, uh, you know, he got kind of an unfair shake from a few of you last week. So this is in, you know, support of him. By a few of us, you mean Barry, plural? You, you can't wear the Captain America stuff anymore because this labels you a traitor. Well, this one here, you'll appreciate this. This is actually the non-gender neutral Canadian national anthem on top. So yep, he actually has the words on his bill. It has, it has yeah, it says yeah. sun, it says sun on it. Yep. And yep. up up in Maine, where you used to live, how close to Canada were you? I was I was about an hour and ten minutes south of New Brunswick. Okay. Uh, right up ninety five. All right, not too so far. not too far in New Brunswick, about five hours to Montreal, and then uh, Nova Scotia's couple hours away, two and a half hours yeah. away. In a place you hours. would frequent? Yeah, yeah. We used to go to New Brunswick all the time. Yeah. And uh, that, that was just uh, Fredericksburg. It was, we, it was very close. My mother grew up in the Holton area, which was uh, a little town called Oakfield, which is in potato country where they still ah. take two weeks off every year to pick potatoes. So she grew up there. So she was very close. She was just right across the border. Oh, so we were up there quite a bit. And uh, it was, you know, my family, we're Irish, but they all came through Canada. Yeah. All right, let's get to the cigar. And today we are, and we're going to we're going to talk about uh, cigar shortages. But this happens to be something in stock. 
Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I believe so. I mean, it could have changed. No, this is uh, we're smoking today the Petite uh, Lenox, and um, I, may, I may need a few of these. I, I don't think you've smoked this before, have you? Dave? Not the small, because as Mr. Jonathan says, usually you smoke the shorter sizes; they get stronger, right? I've never said that. I say the opposite of that. That there's no way the smaller one can be stronger than the big one. Does he have any leg to stand on on that when it comes? I, to I think you're the only person that I've ever heard in the entire cigar industry that said that. It, it, for me, smaller cigars are a more aggressive flavor profile. We're not talking we're about not, flavor. So we're, you're talking body. I'm talking about the strength of the nicotine hitting your system. What goes into your bloodstream through your mouth? Words, there is no way that this Lenox can be stronger nicotine-wise than the full-size Lenox. I would say that when, when you have... A cigar that's burning hotter, the flavor intensity is higher, and also the way that the the strength and the body is going to be delivered to you is going to be delivered to you more intensely as well. Finally, a voice of reason. But temperature has nothing to do, and every study I've read on temperature when it comes to nicotine release and nicotine absorption, temperature or the burn temperature of the tobacco itself doesn't change the absorption rate. It's so minimal anyway. But uh, all I'm saying is, when I smoke this, you got you and Barry both are on the other side of this, and, and now you got Carney believing your nonsense. I think everyone's so, on the other side, but you. But you got a show coming up. I got a show coming up that's going to blow the doors off of this. Well, today's first cigar, as Jonathan Carney mentioned, is the Petit Lenox, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by La Flor Dominicana. The size is five by forty, and it features a Brazilian Cuba wrapper over a Mexican San Andreas binder with fillers from the Dominican Republic, including my personal favorite, Pelo de Oro. A single cigar will set you back $7.59, while a box of 50 is just $3.32.99, which is a savings of just under $47, or 12% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right, I see a little swirl in the inside, very dark tobacco that's in there. This is where it's going to kick, scented, so that it's going to burn properly. They yeah. got it going on there. They do. It's, it's dark. It's scary. So Kubra is is one that gets a word that gets thrown around a lot. I don't think a lot of people hear it all the time. Uh, Kubra is essentially habano seed grown in Brazil. It's a, a hybrid habano that's grown in Brazil. So that's why it's called Kubra. So I get asked that quite a bit. Very dark. Very dark. Very dark. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. I didn't get a cutter or cowbell today. <laughs> oh. I didn't get a cowbell, so I'm going to – the that show can start he, now he, since he, I've he, run he, it. Give <laughs> me some more cowbell because we can use all we can get of the cowbell. All right, so let's give it just a little taste before we even light this up. What's the size again, Barry? Five by 40. It's like a petite Corona. Yeah, I mean, maybe need two of these. Mm. Russet potatoes. Raw. Because he said potatoes. No, because that's what I'm tasting. Yeah, you're way off. Christmas cookies. Pasta water. The water. When, you, when you're cooking pasta? All right, so just for the record now, because you're aggravating me. <laughs> a friggin' potato is a starch, and pasta is a starch. So you just switch starches 
because I, you didn't like that I said potato because you thought I, it was because he said but, potato. But you didn't say potato. You specifically said russet, russet potato. potato. So he said pasta. pasta he water. said a specific starch. So did I. Yeah, but you're all wronging he did was, him for saying that. All he did was switch starches after saying I was wrong, and then he oh, went man. with the starchiest thing he could get. Pasta water. <laughs> You don't even have to ask me any of these questions. I might be out before this even gets started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today we are going to uh, light our Petit Lenox with the Vertigo Gauntlet. The cigar lighter retails for $19.99. It features three jets in line, an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, and a flip-out bullet punch. And the thing I dig about this one is the bullet punch is away from the fill chamber. So you don't end up with all the schmuckus lodged inside that fill chamber. It's the Vertigo Gauntlet. It retails for $19.99. They got it going on. 20 bucks. Mine is the distressed look. Distressed. Yeah, so this, this is yeah. intentional. Intentionally distressed. Yeah. yeah, it looks nice. Beast on, you already lit? I'm already lit. Oh, great. There's yeah. definitely sweetness on that dry dry at the end, though. When you mention the potato, the starchy thing, definitely starchy, definitely a little bit of sweetness at the end of it, though. You're reminding me of a Christmas cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like Which a, color do you like? The green one. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got some tasty treats today at, at break time. Yeah. I drew out a line at that. Really? Yes. It's, oh, my God. There's a line for Barry Stein. <laughs> there's a line. There We're going to see what that is in about one hour. He's the only fat guy I know that has rules about what he will and will not eat and what, <laughs> yeah. what confection should be combined with what confection. I don't think you can call a fat guy a fat guy. They can call themselves a fat guy, but you can't do it yeah. yourself. I can call him a fat guy because I am a fat guy. You were way too underweight to call anybody fat. Huh. I concur. Yeah. So, back to the potato dogs. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it is. I mean, like, it's not racist. It's not an anti-dentite. What do you call a person that makes fun he's, of somebody that's fat? He's, that's a, he's, 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 a, fat, he's, a, he's a body shamer. That's it. You're a body shamer. Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah, shame, shame. 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 I don't know how this shame. entire panel has now turned against me, but I want you, bo- you all to know I like it. And I hope it continues. All, all I'm saying is the last time I was on here, I defended you. And, yes, you did. And you know what? I, that's the last time. That was the <laughs> so, Mr. Jonathan Connie, you, you came back from Pro Cigar? Yeah, I just got back from, from Pro Cigar about two weeks ago. Uh, it was a real, I, I'd never been down oh, to wow. the Pro Cigar Festival. I believe this was the 11th year. Um, <coughs> what it is briefly for, for those listening that aren't familiar with it, it's a, a celebration of the Dominican cigar culture and the yeah. Dominican cigar manufacturers down there. Uh, it's essentially a trade group representing the Dominican Republic. And uh, it, was, it was awesome. It was, I was talking to Lito about this last week, and uh, I always had expectations going into it. And they were very high. My, my expectations were so blown away and exceeded. Nice. It was, um, it was a great time. Incredibly organized. Yes. Generally, everything in the Dominican Republic uh, isn't quite as organized you know yeah, when i take our sales the, yeah. team down there everything's kind of yeah. laid back i mean this was the bus leaves at 8 45 and I, I i don't know if anyone knows this but the first morning we were there i missed the bus oh no to the lfd factory oh tour. no it was hilarious oh my god so i make a phone call 
See what happens when you uh, live in Miami. It's not yeah. like you're Ubering, right? No. So yeah, like, <laughs> no, yeah well, they have Uber, but it, it's it's anyway. So I, I get up and I'm like, oh gosh, I go, I've missed this bus. I'm like, of course, of all days, I missed this bus. And I go, it's got it's the Dominican Republic. There's no way this bus is left. So I get down there, and it was the bus to go to the other hotel to get the other bus. Ah. So I get there, boom, bus left exactly when it was supposed to. And then this is how it worked out the entire trip. So I started to not miss the bus because there was no leeway. Nice. So I did Uber. All right. So I, I get an Uber. El Ubre? El Ubre. <laughs> I tell the guy, that Adelaide, wrong. Arriba, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he takes me straight to the Grand Almirante where the bus is separate. I get there right in time for the, uh, the bus to leave. Boom, get on like nothing happened. So okay. if I hadn't told that story, nobody would know. Oh, all right, now you know. Now but you know. Uh, no, great festival. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's like $995 for the whole Santiago portion, which is five total days. Um, in there you can do a factory tour each day. Every night there's an over-the-top dinner. Right. Uh, the, there's this white party that's hosted at the, the big monument in the center of Santiago. Monumento. Yep, El Monumento. <laughs> it's funny. Most people don't even know what it, what it stands for. It represents <laughs> yeah. down there. But uh, Pro Cigar is the only group in the entire Dominican Republic that's allowed to host an event at the monument. There's no other events that are allowed right. on that property. Uh, so that was fascinating. And the food was just over the top. The, yes. the, the party was great. The uh, cigars that you get are, are insane. The, right. the value of the cigars is almost worth your ticket to go down. And they party like uh, it's 1999, right? I mean, it's yeah. it is bands and dancing, and they're having a hell of a time, the cigar makers themselves. So the last evening uh, we were there, it's called the Gala Party. It was also my birthday that day. Good. So we're there, and the Gala, it's real nice. They do the auctions where they're auctioning off uh, items the manufacturers made to raise money for the charity that, that they're uh, representing, and they have all this, you know, casual, you know, the casual music, nothing crazy going on, but really high end, really high end event. Everybody's dressed up, uh, dressed to the nines, and it ends at about eleven o'clock. So eleven o'clock, it's over. So we're we're getting ready to kind of pack up the group that I have with us, and all of a sudden, one of the members of our group runs up with these like blinking sunglasses and a glow stick around his head and he's got all this crazy stuff i'm like where did this come from he's like oh they're handing it out so i'm sitting there watching them hand out glow sticks i mean the, the, the whole ground turned into like a glowing area and the lights were still on and then all of a sudden the lights shut off and like this laser light show starts and these two characters with guitars and they're dressed up in in sparkling lights blinking lights wearing helmets with like television screens on them they walk out and shoot fireworks out of their guitars and it turned into like a rave party to like two in the morning it wow. was the craziest thing i've ever you, seen you ready to walk out the door we were ready to go we had no yeah. idea what was going on and then we ended up staying there till 2 30. so daft punk was playing is that what you it was essentially <laughs> like a, i might have been i don't know it was it was impressive but uh, really great um it was fun to uh it was fun to experience our factory and facilities, uh, not on a uh, official work trip. Like generally, when I go down there, I'm down there with our sales team. So to be down there with a group of manufacturers, uh, sorry, a group of retailers and customers, yeah, uh, was was really cool. That that for me was fun. And then they said that it was just uh, very much worth it. I would highly recommend it. Did you go to the other factories too? Did you go see everybody? So I was planning on going to uh, the Fuente Charitable Foundation yeah. area. Um, apparently they only had five slots and I had six people. So I, I did not get a chance to go, but I was going to go down to the Fuente facility because he had just finished a quite a big expansion down there. 
Uh, so I wanted to go to that, and um, instead I went and ate steak for lunch All right. and hung out. But I wanted to go to the other factories, and Davidoff was one uh, that I also wanted to go check out. But uh, our group went to, uh, went to other facilities to, uh, as well. So the rumor is not true of you've become a vegan? <laughs> not at all? So I have been eating those plant-based burgers recently. The, uh, they're called Beyond Meat. And they're they're pea proteins. Have you tried those? Oh yeah, Jonathan? yeah, oh, they're fantastic. So I've been I've switched almost my burger consumption is vegan burgers now because it's delicious. Wow. It, it is phenomenal. Um, but no, when I'm on the road, it's it's still steak. Everybody wants steak, so I eat it. You eat it and love it. See what happens yeah. when you put a Canadian hat on? Eh? You start eating this weird stuff. Are you? I'm gonna tell you. If you had that vegan burger, there's no way you could tell me that you didn't think it was meat. No way. Really? See, if I'm going to think it's meat, I'm going to eat meat. No, but you would, you'd eat it. It's fantastic. The texture of it's over the top. It even it years even ago I had a, a, a vegan burger. Years ago it was absolutely terrible. This is this but, is amazing. But they say they really stepped it up. Yep, yeah, amazing. It's called Beyond Meat. Not, not no free advertising, but it is something that I eat quite a bit of, and I, I prefer it over a regular uh, regular uh, ground beef now. And you have to cook this. Yeah, yeah. You cook just like you can grill it. You can do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mushroom based or what is it? Pea, pea protein. Based. Yeah, pea. It's pea Peas. proteins and oil. You know, urine, uric acid. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Jonathan likes it. P E A, right? P E A. Correct. P. Really? And you, of course, you've had it. So we I, we haven't seen you since you did have your. You were leaving uh, the following week for your national sales meeting last time you were here. What has changed? Well, so the, the biggest changes for us as a facility-wise uh, at our factory, uh, we, we just recently finished a, a, an actual expansion that we've been talking about for the last year uh, where we knocked down a few walls. We added an extra 40 rollers last month. Amen. Uh, we had 80 before, so we, we developed almost oh, yeah, about 50%. 50% growth on wow. that. So uh, we have over 120 rollers now, which is great, and they all started. Um, the one thing that I, I talked about with our team a lot when I was down there, and Steve's in the audience, he can wave and say yes that I, that I said this. Um, I said it's not just a, a pitch either. It's not just a story. I have never seen more people working at our factory than I saw in February. And I was down there twice um, in February. I was down there for Pro Cigar. I was down there two weeks prior uh, for our sales meeting. Uh, with our sales team. So it wasn't like we were just putting on a show for a yeah. cigar type of a thing. I saw all these employees. I mean, it was buried. You went into the rolling room. You couldn't even walk around in some of the areas. You used to be able to walk behind some of the rollers. But, I mean, everybody was on top of each other as the construction was expanding. And the construction was finished during Pro Cigar. It was done that week before. Um, so I've never seen more people working at the factory. And I've also never seen more tobacco physically at the factory as well, like, in the aging and fermentation area, I would say it was at least twice as much as what I've ever seen in there, uh, which is which is really comforting. But the one unique thing that came from this was that, um, I'm sure you guys will ask question this, but at Pro Cigar, I was kind of incognito during the tour. I had my American flag hat on, I had a Pro Cigar shirt, so I just looked like you know one of the consumers or, or one of the guests that were down there. So a couple of people found out that I worked for the company because they were asking some questions, and uh, Lito was in the front. We had 60 people, so some people couldn't hear what was going on, so I started telling them. And they're like, oh, how do you know this? And I was like, well, you know, I'm the vice president of sales for the company. And they're like, oh, that's great. And um, the guy comes up to me at the end that was talking to me during the trip, and he goes, hey, I noticed something really strange in the factory. I go, okay. I go, what? 
He's like, do you guys make any cigars other than Maduro? And I go, why? He goes, everyone was rolling Maduro. And I go, well, I go, just go find a retailer that's on this trip with us. I go, and you'll let you know that we're playing catch-up right now. Oh, I go, so it's my interesting God. that you saw that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I mean, it's the, it's the uh, shortages that are crazy out there, and you guys are standing uh, on top of that. That ding-ding means it is time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair, Cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? Uh, so the question today is, would you rather be without elbows versus be without knees? Elbows versus knees. Well, Jonathan spends a lot of time on his knees, so yeah. I know he's going to go with he wants his knees. Could we please, can we please <laughs> make clear which Jonathan you are talking about? Everybody there? knows which Jonathan I'm talking about. You want me to get you some knee pads? <laughs> Wow, that was quick. Ed Sullivan on the wheels of steel over there. That's right. Elbows, no elbows or no knees. No knees. Dave, clarifying question. So then is the limb straight? I still have my working fingers, but I can't bend the arm? Correct. Okay. Or is it just fused in a right angle? You have fingers, you have hands, you have everything. You don't have elbows. And the same thing, you have feet, but they're just straight on or there's no knees. Imagine trying to smoke a cigar without an elbow. Your arm would be straight out, right? For us cigar smokers. That's the, that's the thing you think about is smoking a cigar, not eating. This is a cigar show. That's a good point. But we eat a lot here. True, true. So what do you think? Uh, I have to go. I would, uh, I would have to as give up. Dancer, the, as a dancer? As a dancer? I can dance without knees. <laughs> I, can't eat, I can't eat without elbows. And uh, eating is the number one priority for me. So I'm going to go Could with. Could eat one of those veggie burgers. Just. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> uh, that's how animals eat. I'm they don't have up, elbows, do they? I'm giving up. I'm giving up knees all day long. No knees. I'm going. I'm going knees as well. Knees. No knees. It's Sullivan. I got to go knees as well. That's it. It's a grand slam. It's knees is the answer. Obviously, right? Obviously. Obviously. Okay, so let's talk about. Cigar shortages. Well, you got uh, artificial scarcity, and that describes the scarcity of items even though production capacity exists. Create scarcity where otherwise there wouldn't be. Supply and demand. The more demand, more demand will prompt sellers to increase the prices until demand at that price matches the available supply. So what we're saying here is, is it the fault of the manufacturer or is this manufactured shortages that happen within the cigar industry. Not talking about anybody in particular. So uh, in economic terminology, a shortage occurs when for some reason, such as decisions by sellers not to raise prices, the price does not rise to reach equilibrium. In this circumstance, buyers want to purchase more at the market price than the availability, and some non-price mechanisms such as first come, first serve or a lottery determines which buyers are served. So in a perfect market, the only thing that can cause a shortage is price. La Florida Dominicana, you need to raise your prices. I had a guy in an event last year in upstate New York who came up, and he's a 700 Maduro smoker. Yeah. And he goes, he goes I can't, you guys can't make enough of these for me. He goes, you need to raise the price. Absolutely true. And he go, I go, well, 
Oh, that's definitely a unique thing. I go, but I think there'd be a lot of people angry. He goes, he goes, he says to me, he goes, good. He goes, because I'm willing to pay whatever it is <laughs> he goes, to get it. He goes, and if I can get more, he goes, I don't care what the cost is. So this is how the economy works. Yeah. When you just can't get it, it mm-hmm. your price is too low or something's going on here. So you got to find this perfect equilibrium of what it is. I don't say go through the roof or something, but there's, there's more people looking to buy the product than there is product. And it doesn't seem to be improving. You're telling me 50% more rollers. It doesn't seem to be pr- improving. It seems to be getting worse. Just talking from one retailer. Yeah. So, so in our regard, the we had – it's really a, th- a two-and-a-half, three-year type process. So we had a really strong 2016 in general. That was our best year that we'd ever had. And in that – we ended that year with an announcement that you have Cigar of the Year and Andalusian Bowl. So what happens is that product, which, by the way, is limited edition, and it has been since it was released, just because it's Cigar of the Year doesn't mean that it's not a limited right. production slash limited edition product. Um, that's been one of the more large challenges for me is because a casual retailer with our product who just wants what's hot and wants to you know just have that item – try to build their business around it and, and we'll talk and they'll say you know hey i need this product yes yes absolutely you do we do i need it but i can't build my business around a limited edition project where or fuente can't build their business around the eye of the shark with the way that product was built right bmw doesn't build its business around just selling m5s they sell no one series, but two series, three but series. do you think uh possibly consumers see um delusion bull wins Cigar of the Year, it's an LFD. Do you have any? No, we don't. Let me show you another LFD. And the guy says, oh, okay, I'll try these. Never tried it before. The attention went up to Andalusian Bull. Guy likes it. You got a new guy on it. There wasn't enough supply to begin with anyway. And now we have this happening all over the country. So, it's yeah, absolutely. All so right. that's, the next, that's the, next per, the next direction and next step is, okay, then we step on to that product. So you take a great year in 2016, a great year in 2017, already set up regardless of having a cigar of the year or anything like that but then you put the extra focus on it and you plan for the year a couple of years before so right. you plan say we want to add 200,000 cigars in in 20 you know 2018 so that's what our supply is or our product is I don't know the exact number but the demand went up like a million yeah so if you're planning and you have supplies for 200,000 and it goes up a million, you go through the majority of the year, like in 2017, we got to about August, the end of August, until it was kind of a mess on some items. Like our Reserve Especial line, um, the white bands, yeah. similar, similar body to the Andalusian Bull Blend. That was our focus for our sales team for 2017. That's what we were focused on. That's what we wanted to get into the stores. That's what we wanted people to get behind because it wasn't a traditional LFD smoker. We sold out of that product in October. The first, uh, sorry, the first week of September was gone. The only size I had was El Jaco, which was the the little double figurato there, a little perfecto. So we sold out of it. You just don't have the supply when you have it. So in in our sense... We sold in the end of October 2017. We had already done all the same business plus some of what we did the previous year. So we just didn't have enough to make it through the year. So is, is part of it that let me not make too many and, and create this unbelievable amount of product that goes out there with the understanding that 
what, what goes up must come down. So if it ends up dropping, now we're going to have a glut of product, and now we're in trouble. So it's, it's a fine – we've always, and Lito's always done this, where he, he doesn't want to be massive, and he doesn't want to overproduce in a point where you hit your ceiling, and then you have to start playing games to do that. Now let's look at – I'm not naming names. People can think what they want, but there's other cigars of the year – that have happened that are not the same. The production of it was yeah, greatly increased. And, and I walk around, and it's in sampler sets, discount bins, being rebranded, redone yes. this. I mean, these are cigars of the year that were just a few years back. Right. I mean, I just saw a three-in-one special, two-eight retailer on a cigar of the year that was a cigar of the year the last five years. Three-in-one. Right. You buy three, they're going to give you one. That's absurd. Right. So that's overproduction. So you can put yourself in that thing. However, sometimes you do want to meet, a, you want to meet some of the demand, and, and that was where. But, but you don't want to meet all the demand. Yeah, you, you, well, you can't. can't you, you can't. You, you can't as a company can't physically meet yeah, all with, the demand. They can the same because you're, you're telling me in the same thing that you never saw so much tobacco in all your life. Well, then just roll it. It has to be fermented. No, I'm sure he's way ahead of the game, years ahead of the game of, of that, no? No, that's the, that's the problem that we ran into is when we have our steady growth. And we, we, the reason why, I mean, could we make the cigars? Absolutely. I can make a 700 Maduro and put it in a box and, and rush it out and not have it be the same product. It's not going to taste and the it's same. It's not going to be the same. And then the 700 guy that's willing to pay whatever I'd put a charge for, it's just gonna be like, I'm done with this because it's not the same product and it's over. So that's a, that's a constraint that you got to maintain the quality. However, the challenge that you have is if you plan 10% growth and you have 30% one year that uses the supply of what you have so you have to end up playing catch up waiting up till things get things get focused so that's where we're coming along now uh, just so frustrating on this side of it <laughs> let me tell you because we have customers begging us to to buy the product and we have to say no to them which is terrible but you're saying no to us right it's not there we don't have it and what happens is that customer wants that product and they leave to go find it. It's you're, you're in a unique situation where a La Florida Minicana smoker is a La Florida Minicana smoker. They are not smoking if they don't have right. La Florida Minicana. They're leaving without it. Yeah, and, and the one of the more unique things with that is the loyalty for our brand is huge. I mean that it's yes. sickening. Yeah, the 700 Maduro smoker, the Chisel Maduro yeah. smoker, the Alpha. That's what they smoke. And if you don't have it, they think you're lying to them. And we don't want to sell it to you. Yeah. We have it, but yeah. we just don't want to sell Which it to you and, I appreciate, and make money. Yeah, I appreciate the loyalty. But it's because they, you have a mustache, sir. Yeah. That's why you're not getting them. But then they jump around and look, and unlike our competitors, if I'm out of it, our pro, we're out of it. It's not available right. on a website. It's not available on these areas. You can't jump around and get anywhere. We take it very well. And that brings uh, us to the very brick and mortar focus. That you know, like 99% of our business is a brick and mortar business. So yeah. it's you know, it's not like if it's out, it's out, and it's right. not it's not putting anyone at a competitive disadvantage of where their competitor is going to have it, and you're not going to have it in that regard. So the opposite happens of what we're talking about with cigar brands at discount prices everywhere, and everyone knows the brands. We don't have to mention them. Uh, they were too expensive to begin with. They had too much product around. It wasn't selling at that price, and now they end up online deep discounted. That's the other issue. But what we're talking about is uh, – in some cases, limited releases where the scarcity is manufactured. Uh, you got something like the Tatuahi Monster Series. Purposely manufactured small amounts. Not only that, but within the production is an additional even smaller amount with of dress boxes. boxes. Yes, right. Uh, then you got uh, Dave, guilty of it himself with the M80. I mean, he only made 500 boxes. Jerk. 
that's because the manufacturer said that's how many he can buy. <laughs> Firecracker? Whatever yeah. your excuse is. Well, my excuse. Write a bigger check. It, I write the no, check. No, you're telling that to Carney. Just write a bigger check. That's all I'm saying. You're going to break his balls? I'm getting his no, back on I, this No, I can't manufacture the cigars. If Neither I can he. If I roll them, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> He's as close to me making the cigar as it can be. Except he has to wait for the tobacco to be done. Uh, TAA releases are another example. Purposely uh, done. Purposely. La Florida Dominicana Football Edition. Yeah, purposely done, right? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we limit it. Uh, we, we, uh, we'll, we'll t- when we do that project, it's just available to state the Super Bowl's in. And uh, it was funny, a retailer of mine from Philadelphia messaged me and said, hey, uh, the Eagles want to be great if we could sell some football cigars there, if you, make, if you could make us some. I said, you know what? I go, it'd be... I go, that'd be a great idea, but it kind of ruined the philosophy behind that where we make it special for the uh, special for, the you know, host. the state, the host state. Yeah. And I go, also, it'd so be New really Hampshire's screwed. We're never, never getting it. Well, I said to him, it also would be unfair to you if we started giving it to the team who won the Super Bowl that it would go to New England every other year. Right. There we go. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but yeah, that was the manufacturing. You know, it's yeah. That's those projects are limited edition, so you and take and orders Andalusian for it. It's got to be. Andalusian Bull was one of those. Yes, that was a limited production item that was planned. Well, that's on being, limited releases. You yours is a limited production. Yeah, planning it's on making. Yeah, ongoing, but planning on making. You know, several hundred boxes a month was was okay. the goal, where you make three, four hundred boxes a month, which was, which we were meeting the demand on, and the retailers that were were with us on it. We're having no issues having it and going through it on a monthly well, basis. Well, I'm just saying, I think we're getting less than we used to. That's all. Uh, Not more. You're making more. I think we're getting less. <laughs> uh, you have other ones that are small production runs that come out uh, annually or biannually. Uh, things like Davidoff Year of the yeah. uh, Opus X. They've been doing it for years. Look, look at Fuente. They've been doing it for years. It started many years ago, the Hemingway. When that first came out, again, you couldn't get it. They could make a bunch more on the short story. They had two guys rolling the short story. I went many, many years ago, and they said, these are the guys that make the short story. Everybody wanted the short story. That was the hot cigar way back when. And I said, hey, I got an idea. And they go, what? I said, how about you get those two guys to make them too, and you'll double capacity. No, no, no. It's artificial. It was, of course they could have done it. And being a, a, a retailer, a business person myself, I, I really don't understand it because you could double your business and you, you find the line you, of what it is. But I, but I think La Florida Dominicana could sell three times more than they, than they yes make. Yes and no. And they should make twice as much as they do, and there'll still be shortage if, if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, I, I think for us, and I said for Lito, Lito is always wanted to not be massive. He's not wanted to be making 10 million cigars. Yeah. He's been comfortable around at three and a half to probably four and a half, five million, which is probably going to be a closer number this year. We're going to add, he said he's going to add about a million cigars. Uh, so he's always wanted to be small because that's more to, easier to manage yeah. in I, a lifestyle. But I mean, there, there are, I mean, in reality, the size of our company in terms of physical image and what people think is much bigger. There's even companies that hold back cigars and they say the problem is packaging. Well, you got uh, Padron. Notorious with their Presidente and Soberano tubes specifically. For some reason, the Maduro seems to always be out, but the, it, it's out because people want that particular size yeah. in that wrapper. Uh, and their complaint was they couldn't get the tube sourced, which you would have to think is the easiest thing to source. Yeah. It's a piece of metal formed into a tube. There's, there's no argument of we got to wait three years and we got to hold the, on. Yeah, it doesn't have to be fermented. Stuff. Just enough. Uh, Atabay is another example. Various yeah, sizes running out all the time. Uh, and then one other brand, 
Florida Minicana. The world champion. <laughs> I'm out of stock. The world champion, ladies and gentlemen, we have him right here. The VP of sales. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. The, the VP of sales, which is your job, and there's none to buy. So with that, let's go to break. And when we come back, I have the top 10 lines of cigars that are out of stock. And they're all La Flor Dominicana. The top 10. And we'll find out what that is. If anything, will be done about it. If not, and uh, we're live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage, for whatever reason that is. And uh, we may lose a supporter here, but we're in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where TwoGuysCigars.com comes in. It's the number TwoGuysCigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at TwoGuysCigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number, TwoGuysCigars.com. Thank you for your business. Ooh, we're gonna have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. 
a natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed Off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated, family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is a Hank Kelvin. And my son, Plas Peter Kellner, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You can find us on the Cigar Authority on social media. Be our friend and be John Carney's friend too out there. You got room for any friends, John Carney, on social media, or you're tapped out? I got a lot. I, I got plenty of room for friends. I got. Okay. F- I don't friend as much on Facebook as I used to because there is some personal stuff on there. Not not too much, but sometimes I'm a little more personal on Facebook. But my Instagram and uh, Twitter are the other places if you want to watch my travels around. It's mostly steak, airplane, cigars. Yeah, no, it's and, in, very uh, interesting. Yeah. A lot the of travel. bare feet at the airport. <laughs> yes, everybody's against the bare feet at the airport. So, I've always been. So I'm in. A, I'm against that, but I'm more against people photographing them and putting them on social media. <laughs> yeah. And they're people that I'm friends with. 
like uh, Jared Trudeau. Yes, he does all the time. Jared Trudeau. Yep, Jared posted pictures of the feet. Casey Johnson posted pictures of the feet. Jose Ortega's p- taking the pictures of the feet. I like feet, that's all. I mean, I have no <laughs> issue with it, but I, I just don't need to see it. I know it exists. Right. But they, they have this group, and it's just it's it's collecting steam now. Yeah. But on Delta Airlines, it's very rarely bare feet. It's just a higher class situation. How that's about what I fly. the announcement during it? You know how they tell you there's no smoking on the plane? Yeah. They still tell you. Yeah. I don't need to know, and it's still printed in front of my seat. And every they got to get into. Don't even do it. No, because the, the first time they don't say it, I'm lighting up. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening. I'm waiting for them to forget. But I want them to have yeah, no they, bare feet. Yeah, keep your shoes on, folks. Respect other people. Keep the, the shoes. There on. is an appropriate time to not have shoes on. That's one if you have socks, and two if you're on a flight. That has the lay down seats yeah. where you're international, flying over five hours, in my opinion. There's certain times where that's acceptable. And if, then put the blanket in, over if, them. If you're laying down, they'll give you little slippers if you want. Exactly. So, yeah. But it's never acceptable to take a picture of someone's gross toes and put it on my Facebook feed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you could just unfollow that. I, but I like these people. Yeah. For now. I like a lot of people I've unfollowed. Okay, we're smoking the LFD Lenox, the little one here. What's it called? This is a Petite, petite Lenox. Yeah, Petite, petite Lenox. Lenox. We haven't even discussed it's, flavor components here. What do we have? Well, we've got a very mild wintergreen lifesaver while drinking orange pokey tea. <laughs> wow. So, Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was beautiful. There's no, it was so good. There's no even sound no. effect for that. <laughs> Ed Sullivan is pissed. He's not, he's no. not even hitting it. So, he's tasting I, it. I will tell you something funny about this cigar for me. Is, so Petite's French. The word la is not used in Latin, and nox is Latin. So we have French, Spanish, and Latin all in the same cigar. Nobody knows any difference. It's absolutely hilarious. It sounded good together. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah, right. Petit Lenox. Uh, yeah, Jonathan, you rendered me speechless even in sound effects. I just didn't know where to go with that. And you went with a square box on this as opposed to more than a square box, though. A two-sided... Uh, so, yeah, so it's got a little open front here so it can fit on the shelf. You can actually put the front back on it so you can position it in different ways. This actually originally came in little five-packs. Yes. Um, and in consumers that, that grab these types of sizes don't traditionally buy a lot of five-packs. They buy more where you say you have ten people that walk in the door, nine of them will buy one or two cigars, and then one would buy five. So you end up putting it in this position where, where it's more available to, to a larger base of people, and um, it's, it's been a huge success for us. Do you have any? <laughs> they, <laughs> they are. Uh, I have actually uh, 40 of them. Okay, it's 40, yeah. 30, no, 30, 30, 30, 36 now. Yeah, yeah but, but how long before you have another 40? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone should order now. Yeah, if, no, Lenox has been, uh, Lenox has stayed quite strong for us. Uh, we've, the availability of the product on that and the, the supplies um, has been really good on that. And that was a project that was intended to not be as big as it was. And it, it just honestly just blew up. Yeah. Um, so that's been uh, been comforting to have. Is that. it tobaccos that you have more readily available? Is that why you're not running into uh, oh, production li- issues? Little, little. That's one. It's small. The regular size Lenox, we don't have too much production. The tobaccos we use on this are almost exclusively used for that product. We don't use Cubra on any other cigar. Uh, San Andreas is in very very high supply. Yeah. Everybody's using San Andreas, so we use it as binder. Um, so we have a good supply of that. And then the Pelo de Oro that we use in the filler is only ever used once every three years as wrapper tobacco on the uh, LG small batch. Ah. Uh, so the tobaccos, we just have more availability of because it's not being used in other projects. I love the San Andreas that 
uh, it's so popular now. When it was called Mexican, mm. nobody used it. Bunch now of racist cigar smokers. San and nobody <laughs> says Mexican San Andreas. No. Like very rarely will you hear that. They're like, oh, the San Andreas rapper. Right. Uh, San Andreas binder. It got so popular. So I have with me the top ten uh, most out of stock of all time cigars. And this is every single cigar. Doesn't matter what it is. But they happen to all be La Fleur Dominicana. Now, am I the only one that complains, or does you get complaints all the time? Everybody gets complaints. No, you're, you're the only one. That no, I'm the only one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do a lot of, uh, a lot of fielding of, uh, of, of those questions. Okay, so uh, going backwards to the number one, uh, but we'll start with uh, the Cameroon Cabinet. LFD Cameroon Cabinet. Got any? That's my favorite, my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have Oh, them. so you're smoking them all. I've got them. You're smoking them all. Good cigar, folks. Really good cigar. If you see it somewhere, it's probably been sitting around for a while. Get it. It's probably aged nice and stuff because we haven't seen it in a while. Tough to get. Any improvement? Any Cameroon's tough to get anyway. So you're asking for yeah. trouble making a Cameroon to begin with, right? So if anybody that does follow me on social media, I posted a picture last week of Lito and I sampling Cameroon wrapper tobacco okay. uh, at the office, and it was a big, big bit of it. Anyway, it was kind of cool because he unwrapped a cigar that had Cameroon wrapper on, it and then put another Cameroon wrapper on it so he could smoke it. And um, so yeah, we we just made a, a rather large purchase of Cameroon, so you'll start to see. Um, another one we have in that line is our 2000 series, yeah. number three, which is part of the Cameroon cabinet line now. That's actually Lido's favorite cigar. And to show you how scarce that is, is he ran, he ran out in January in the, in the office, and that was not a good situation when you run out of the boss's favorite cigar that he smokes every day. Um, so we, we sat down, and he sat down and, and, uh, and spent some time with, with Cameroon here recently. So, so how long thing. before we could see the cigar on the market again? Uh, you'll see that probably at the, the uh, end of March. Uh, most of the items that were, okay. that were in a challenging spot will be the end of March. Right. Uh, and as we go through the list, so right. get to the end, I can uh, bring a little bit of light. Okay, double the hero, and this goes for any size, doesn't matter, just the whole double the hero line, the DL, double the hero. Well, because that's, that is one that a guy will bounce around on. He may smoke the 7,000, and he'll tolerate the 660. 700. 700. 700, I'm sorry. Thank you. The 700, and he'll tolerate the 660. Uh, while he's waiting for his, his 700 to come in. Or Digger could go down to 700. It's, it's kind of funny on the double hero line because we actually use three different Maduro wrappers on there. We use a Sumatra, we use Habano, and then we use Connecticut Broadleaf. So we use three different Maduro tobaccos to try to level that out. And it is funny, the people who smoke the 700, because that's Sumatra, won't traditionally smoke like the Chisel or the other size. So like the 600... Uses uses Habano Maduro. They the person who smoked the 700 would never smoke the 600. They'll always smoke either the 660 or the 700. The digger smoker will smoke the digger, and then and you wouldn't know looking at it. Nothing's going to no differentiate. Idea. They'd have no idea. But they just know. I don't I, like that it, one. It's I like always that. yeah. It's always weird. I was like, oh, try this. Like, oh, I just, uh, you know, I don't like the size of this and that. But it's always the one with the different wrapper that they're not doing. And I, I I don't know if there's a correlation to that or not. Of course there is. They, they taste very similar, but. And, and the regular hero different from the double hero to what degree? Uh, the, the double hero just has double the amount of Lijero tobacco in it. So the single hero has, would say it Is has. Is that why they call it double hero? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. simple, right? It's that simple. Now, wow. Because I've tried with the double hero guy to say we don't have any double heroes right now, but how about Lijero? How about smoke two a, regular Lijeros? The answer is no. 
No, it's, 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 it's completely different. So the, the closest to that would be our Lijero cabinet line, uh, which has a dark Escuro wrapper on it. That would be the closest in, in appearance. Uh, but the strength level is just not there because it does have half as much of the Lijero. So all by itself, the number 700. Yeah, 700 is, the, uh, is, the, is our number one selling SKU, period. So you make more of that than and anything, anything else. else. And, and still, yep. we don't have any. Yeah, okay. number one SKU. Oscuro. Oscuro is our, is our second best SKU. There we second, go. Number so. second SKU. L500 cabinet. Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, uh, Digger Maduro uh, is a top 10 SKU So you, as well. you just sell every single cigar you make. Everything. Everything. Everything sells. Uh, LFD Lenox. We're smoking the little one, but regular size Lenox. Forget about it, right? The, the regular size Lenox is, has, has a little more of a challenge just because you're looking for a bigger part of the wrapper. Uh, but the production of the petite Lenox doesn't impact the production of the, of the regular Lenox because you're using a smaller part I of the I remember leaf. when it first came out and you said, nope, this is going to be regular production Lenox and this is the thing and, and his son's doing it and we're excited about it, get behind this, whatever. And that was the fastest thing that all of a sudden you couldn't get. It was like a matter of three weeks later. It was like, yeah, there's none left. <laughs> Yeah, it went nuts. The um, that was before, I think the the Lenox was Tony's third blend uh, that he had officially released. We had Chapter One and then our Chapter Two Capitulo Dose. Right. And then Lenox was there. So Chapter Ones and Twos were were really popular. Um, so this was the third one. So you hope third time's a charm, and it ended up being the number one out of those three that he's yep. done. So I mean, it, and it took off. I mean, over I mean, overnight. So on the Lenox, it changed from the ten count box to a twenty count box. Mm-hmm. And then the 20-count box changed where it now has an ashtray built into it? Yeah, the 20-count the box now uh, comes as an ashtray. Um, and that goes back to the, the delays we had uh, early in 2018 on Lenox, short period of time in January. Uh, factory closes for about three weeks around the holidays. Everybody's factories do. So when you come back over, we were waiting on packaging for the ashtrays uh, to be done. And those, those just completed. And we actually cut out a process in the printing of the Lenox. Uh, boxes. We, we actually do the uh, printing of the logos ourselves ah. at the factory now, uh, okay. which has been which is great because whenever you can cut out, uh, whenever you can cut out yeah, a, take a part a, of the process, <laughs> one of the middlemen, do it yourself. You can get stuff done a little bit faster because uh, you're setting the time frame rather than the you know the box yeah, waiting for them. People, yep. Capiculous dose is another one. Yep. Chapter two box press chisel, uh, big cigar. A uh, positive thing on that uh, blend for us is, again, that's similar. We, we were talking, uh, I think we were either talking on the break, or I might have just mentioned it. Uh, the, the supplies we use on that are tra- traditionally used just for that cigar. Uh, you know, the wrapper tobacco we have on there is only only used for the Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. Those, the, the wrappers those use are unique to that. I saw, a, I saw a press release about you releasing a new product, which has been out before, never could get it, and here it comes out again, a different uh, factory Press. Uh, yeah, Factory Press. Now, Factory Press falls under the uh, limited edition category, so we made 350 of those. Uh, that's a 120-count chest. Um, and we actually hadn't released a Factory Press officially uh, for over five years. Okay. Yeah, the first, ye- the first year that I was with LFD, seven years ago, after that first full year is when we released, I think it was 2011 or 12. Um, so that Factory Press is one of our limited edition lines uh, that we have. Just a recommendation of not putting something that out like that when you can't fill the orders you already have, and say let's make a let's add another thing to it. It's got to be a slowdown of production. Yeah, I mean the the question the, the the challenge is the industry over the last ten years has been what's new, what's new, what's new. Yeah. Uh, so you you kind of get your your hand you know 
Or do you, you feel like you got to put this you out? You feel like you got to put something new yeah. out. Um, and it's been it's you done well for us. You don't because you can't fulfill what you Yeah, have. and, you know, this year, I, you know, we've done some fun things at the trade show over the last few years. I, I, I think that we'll probably, how busy it's been and the, the excitement behind the products that we already do have and then the scarcity of the Andalusian <laughs> Bowl, I feel like anything we probably do this year at the IPCPR will be something that we had done in the past. Yeah. Um, simply because of the demand and the focus that we need to put on everything else. You say, you know. I feel that way. Yeah, you feel that way. You <laughs> know exactly. Solomon. Solomon's, we have three We have three different versions of that that we've done. That actually used to be the highest rated cigar yeah. uh, that we ever made. I believe it had a uh, 95 rating back in 2009. So that was a limited edition item. However, the, the fun one that we did was the Solomon Unico, which was the art artistic yes. piece. Um, that, that'll slow you down. Yeah, that slows down. There was one roller that was working for us that was making that, um, and that person has moved on. Uh, so that's created some challenges, but that should start to come back this year as we have somebody else that's been working on that. Um, the, the, that falls along the lines of the special football edition we did, too, with the yeah. artwork. Uh, but, again, that was a limited edition product. One after the other. And the number one is the Andalusian Bull. Yeah. That's a, he has uh, nothing to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> I've just never heard on. of it. I've never heard of it. There's one more for um, that list. La Vocata. La Vocata is a brand new one. I was asking when they're going to see it, that it was only released like a couple of boxes here and there. When will that become somewhat regularly available? So La Vocata is going to take the same approach we hope, as, as Lenox did. It's been received very well over the last few months. It's slowly just coming out. And the La Volcada, again, is using tobaccos that are traditionally used just for either that product or another product, so it's not across a broad range of brands. Um, so we should anticipate to see some light at the end of the tunnel in March. Um, as I said, when I was down at the factory in February... Uh, I, I hadn't seen, I know I said I hadn't seen more tobacco and I hadn't seen more people working. I also had never seen our resting room as full as it was. Um, I mean, it was packed full. I mean, I, I'm not going to say the numbers, but I counted cigars. And I was like, okay, this is this, this is that. Our average resting period is 21 days. It's been 21 days since I was first down there. And it, I think it might even be 21 days today, maybe 22. Steve can count, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's coming in the pipeline. Uh, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. The production levels are significantly up. Uh, the expansion is 100% done. I, I saw it when it was started, and I saw it when it ended. Um, so it was really comforting to see that coming, and there, there is some relief. But at the same time, uh, you know, there, we're, we're catching up. So in your, you, you, you live down in Miami, and you your office is in the – in the warehouse where, where you s- store the cigars mm-hmm. to be shipped out, there's nothing there. It's, it's a fun place to go to. <laughs> because it's roomy. Because <laughs> it's, it's very spacious. It's funny. Right? <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a fun place to go to. It's funny. I go, uh, we, we, we have a little retail shop up front, like a little boutique retail shop. And um, we, don't do, we don't do a lot. Yeah. We just walk around business. We're, we're in uh, Coral Gables yeah. in the Merrick Park area. And... Um, but no, it's fascinating to watch our our warehouse because people are like, how do you do? How do you ship so many cigars, or how do you do this out of this little space? I was like, well, it comes in, it goes on the floor, it's unpacked. I go, and then it gets packed up immediately in again. Smaller boxes, gone and, and like it's gone in a matter of days. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so it's really a fascinating. It is fascinating to watch because we're not a. There's three people that that ship in my office. Three, so we have three people that ship close to four million cigars a year. There's uh, I have my assistant, and Ez works in the office as well. 
and I have one other, uh, you know, administrative position. So there's, there's really like six people that, that pull all of this off. Uh, and it's truly impressive of how it goes down. We'll, we'll probably focus on expanding a little bit more of that next month. So are they laid off coming. for three weeks a month? Since <laughs> the ship? Yeah, what do you do all day Coincid- long in there? Coincidentally, we, we, did, we have shipped more cigars than we've ever shipped uh, every month for the last 16 months. So I know it doesn't You've feel that You've done a great job in the firing line. Yeah. Unlike my uh, front line of defense over here that's just letting random people try to walk up to the set. You right. We appreciate the. Uh, All right, let's take a peek help. into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, haha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. While the controversy over new math is a discussion in many adolescents' homes, the real question might be, what exactly are our kids learning in school? A couple weeks ago at a school in Louisiana, detectives were called to investigate a terroristic threat that led to the search of a student's home when students complained that the person in question might have been drawing a gun. After a brief investigation, it was determined that the student had been working on a math problem in class that required the drawing of a square root sign. Evidently, the square root of stupid is Oberlin, Louisiana, and that's not only insane. Oh God! It's asylum. Look at that. They're coming to is, take is that, me away. Is that uh-huh. it? Right over They're there, right? Yep. Take me away, ho ho, hee hee, ha ha, to the funny farm where I, life I, is beautiful. I had read that. I had read that. It blew my mind. See those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. So don't kids don't do your homework. Yeah, don't do get, your get yourself in trouble. <laughs> you can wind up on the cigar authority just like me. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm in a. A, a very public position, and the social media continues to yeah. grow, and people's feelings are, are, you know, are explained on social media. It, it's super important to, to be aware of how somebody might think of something. Yeah, which is crazy because you you have to be extra careful, like drawing a square root sign that might offend someone. Uh, we're, we're at a really in an interesting spot where like allegations of something ruin people when there's may or may not be something true. It's gotten so crazy. True, it's awful that I think it's got to swing the other way because a pendulum can only go so far. Into crazy. Yeah, poor yeah. Stormy Daniels. She back. said the body of her work is being ignored. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> She said God. that this morning. The body of her work is being ignored. You know, sometimes one of the one of the best, one of my best segments that I listened to on here a few weeks back, I think it was when Barry had nothing to say. Yeah. He had the, the news story. I almost yeah. died in the car. I had to pull yeah. over. Yeah, got nothing. <laughs> you guys are all laughing. No, it was like Barry with the news, he's like, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and a little heads up of that or something would, would be has, nice. He has two things he's got to do. <laughs> asylum. The news and asylum. That's it. He yeah. just didn't want to offend anybody. No. I don't blame him. All right. So, uh, listen, I, I got an hour out of this little thing. It's pretty good. We were saying I got to go to a couple of them, but this is uh, – so I wonder – the size of a cigar, never mind the strength of it. I was fine with the strength, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the size, it still burns slow, perfect, beautiful. These are some thick, full tobaccos, too. I mean, you, you're, it's burning cooler than the traditional smaller ring gauge would. Um, so I, I find it, I, I find this very approachable. 
um, and more, so, more just to be good for one of those contests to see how long you can smoke the cigar mm -hmm. the slowest smoke mm -hmm. contest that we did Barry thought it'd be great at and it turns out he was the worst 10 seconds <laughs> yeah. and he lost I had a cigar with a bad burn yeah it, it, it was filled poorly okay well, this isn't. This is it's always the manufacturer's fault. Uh, we, but we, but we no, would never have that. that problem with Florida Dominicana. You say that, and yet the guy that won, won like four years in a row. So what are he the odds? He got lucky. He got lucky, lucky four years yeah. in a row. Lucky, that's how it is. He got a cigar that was properly it's There's rolled. two kinds of it's people like in the, the world, Barry. right? They're lucky. Yeah. Those people that do it and those people that make excuses about not doing I'm it. I'm saying it would be much easier to do with a great constructed cigar like La Florida Dominicana. All right, not enough butt kissing. <laughs> There's no cigars to go around. We're not getting any I'm more. I'm hoping so to get a handful before we leave. Really? John Connie, thank you for coming on. You want to stick around? Yeah, let's do this. All right, yeah, we're yeah. going to take a break. When we come back, what's up in the cigar world? Barry? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, more from Mr. Jonathan Connie. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raffio Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, passionado. 
Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right! 
the authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Go too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our composure. With your host. Come with the other. David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former grangekeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good, Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Can we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. What's up in the cigar world and what's up and coming on the Cigar Authority and another cigar? Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. <laughs> Catch the podcast on demand or our daily blog on the thecigarauthority.com. What is it, in England that you're supposed to slurp your tea? Otherwise, it's an insult. Well, cupping is what you do to coffee like that to end uh. up tasting the flavors. And you, I didn't realize like you were supposed to do that to coffee. You are. It's I'm just, I'm just glad that first hour is over. <laughs> brutal. That was brutal, but well, you, you did. took it like a man. You yeah. did well. See if you can take one of these as a man. <laughs> this is the new limited edition Peeps. Oreo Peeps. Yeah, I'm not eating that. Yeah, I'm going to bet those won't be out of stock. They'll be sitting on the shelves. <laughs> no. I came back oh, kidding me. with my own snack. You brought some Moas? Oreo Peeps. <laughs> Get that away <laughs> from me. So taking two very popular... The peep for Easter and the Oreo together. Now, Oreo's been doing some serious marketing. They, they're teaming up with all kinds of people. Here's the peep, the purple peep. They've got a crazy. Which is, <laughs> knows the favorite one of all at Easter time. I want to know if we microwave these Oreo peeps, will it become a double stuff? I don't know. Because peep expands in the microwave. Am I wrong in Look thinking that the cream is softer in these than it is in the traditional Oreos? No, thank you. You're not eating one of this? No. What? what, what? You're no, not going to eat it? No. It might be the greatest thing you ever had. No, Peeps is just flat out nasty. It's not nasty. Mm. Try a Peep. Don't Although what Jonathan's doing is far nasty, a peanut butter and chocolate. I do need to try that. This is this is incredible. Good. Wow. There you go, buddy. You so see, you put it on the bottom there. So what we got here is a... Some people, this is their favorite segment when we chew inside the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally nobody's Nobody. favorite segment. I'm actually going to show restraint and not eat my cookies. Wow. Get I, in my belly! Because I ate a whole sleeve before the show. <laughs> We're going to have something with the coffee. Yeah, you in on this? Well, yeah. I, I enjoy it. Good. You don't even taste it. No. Peeps are the most disgusting... Easter candy ever. A, a peep mm-hmm. is marshmallow. That's all it is. Oreo is the most iconic cookie. Think about ice cream flavors. you got two flavors that stand out. Coffee, obviously the best. Just the eat one. The second best is Oreo cookie ice cream. You said that and you... A peep is more than a marshmallow. You said it has that, that, that disgusting sugar? coating. Sugar. I've listened mm. to the sugar and marshmallow, which is sugar and sugar. What's wrong with that? And... Mr. Jonathan, this is why people don't like you. 
You can't play along. Just eat a, a damn. No, but, but peep. You, I've, wit- I've witnessed the offer of the week where you've been willing to lay in like human feces for a thousand dollars. He's eating bugs. He's Correct. eating all this. You just won't you, eat peeps. You just play it. I don't up. like peeps. So you don't know if you like it. Just try it. I Didn't know. I eat broccoli that time? <laughs> I know that I don't like it. No, it's ridiculous. I like Girl right. Scout cookies and peanut butter, though. I, just, I got a little sugar in me, which is good. That's what the idea is. You want one of these? No. How's that? Good. I'll, I'll <laughs> take one of them without the peanut butter. I, I, that's, that's an amazing combination, by the way. Thank you, sir. All right, Barry, before you stuff that in your mouth, what are we smoking here? Well, today's second cigar is the La Boheme Encantador. And it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for aging room cigars. The size that we're smoking is a 6x46 Turin, and it features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $11.19, while a box of 18 is just $177.99, which is a savings of just under $24, or 12% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. How do you go wrong with this care package? Eleven nineteen. It's one of the four cigars you uh-huh. got. Unbelievable. What's the care package a month? $19.99. So this is eleven nineteen. They got mm-hmm. how many cigars? They have four. Good grief. And that includes shipping. But you know what we do? You can't buy it. You can't actually get it. So this is part of the marketing strategy. scarcity. I've learned from La Florida Dominicana. The key is actually <laughs> You thought it was over. Yeah. It ain't over. <laughs> Little does he know is I brought a list of my own questions. Oh, nice. really? <laughs> All right, let's give this a cut and light. This is Hochi Blanco in the Dominican Republic who shares uh, some tobacco fields and stuff with La Florida Dominicana, right? <clears throat> yeah, uh, Hochi and Lito are, are like brothers. Yeah. And uh, he was a big part of Lito's success initially down in the Dominican guy. Republic. And they... they um, the first brand, Los Libertadores, uh, yes. that Lito had before was La Florida Minicana, uh, was a partnership, uh, from my understanding, with, with Hochi. And he has some farm, the original piece of farmland that they purchased together um, is still physically at our farms. When you go in our farms on the right-hand side, uh, he's got an area off there that, that's, uh, that's his section. Nice. Nice. Great right. guy. Let's give it a cut and light. We, we got him coming up uh, either April or May. He's oh, coming awesome. up to visit for the first time ever. I've known him for 25 years, and finally we're going to get him to come up here and uh, see the gang. Great. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. So the cold jar, roasted peanuts. It tastes like a peep to me. Yeah, it tastes just like a peep. I like a little sugar in between. The draw on this is, is awesome. It is awesome. Without even lighting it up. Peanuts. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, replete with the skin and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's uh, in the care package. They're smoking along. Hopefully, you cut the cigar, light it, and taste it beforehand because nailed it. How about how the feel of? How about I don't know if you guys ever do this where you feel the wrapper. Like this is really silky. soft. Yeah. yeah, silky soft. Reminds me of my head right after shaving. <laughs> and this is the opera, right? This is the, uh, La, La Boheme is opera. Uh, opera. Yep. All right, we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Gauntlet. Vertigo Gauntlet features three jets in line up top, the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, 
an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, and a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low price of $19.99. That's the Vertigo Gauntlet. Yeah, you're carrying this thing around. People think you bought an expensive lighter. 20 bucks. Vertigo, how do they do it? Volume. Uh, you know, even though some of them are distressed, the black kind of has like a graphite feel to it. Kind of looks like graphite, too. Yeah. So Barry's birthday last week. Yes. And your wife's birthday a couple days later? Yes. I saw that. Yes. Wow. So My gift to her weekend? depends on the gift she gives me. Ah. So, yeah, we celebrated over the course of the weekend. Lots well, of eating out. Lots of alcohol. Lots of, of alcohol. cigars. I figured for sure, right? Yeah. Le leave the bin of peanut butter here. Yeah. We're going to continue the party from last weekend. <laughs> I had a Byron. I had an Atabay. And all over the board. Yeah. Probably that Saturday and Sunday, I probably smoked about 15 to 16, what? 15 to 20 cigars. Now, what was the first? Stronger. Yeah, but what was the first? Sorry. What was the first cigar you smoked on your birthday? Uh, so cigar. my birthday was on Sunday. So the first cigar that I smoked on that Sunday was actually a Garofalo Sun Ground. Oh, kiss ass. Oh, my God. Wow. You want me to get you some knee pads? <laughs> wow. And I'm sorry. From, I and then asked. from that, I went into a Byron. Uh, major shortages with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Byron Atomy, major shortages. What are you going to do? Well, it's the way of the world. Is it, it, is is what's it a happening. shortage, or did all of a sudden the there's demand come up? There's brands out there that are being discounted dramatically because there's a glut of them and nobody's buying them, and the cigars are so, so cheap. Some big names out there, too. Mm -hmm. So cheap. And then there's other brands that just are, are killing it, and they're selling at their full price and no discounting, no nothing. And that's what the people are buying. So these other ones are dying on the vine. Big names, too. Um, so, uh, Barry, what do you got? Let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And Scandinavian Tobacco Group, the parent company of General Cigar, this week announced their 2017 financial results, and the company lost approximately $20 million from their 2016 results. Ouch. The company also announced the resignation of their chief financial officer. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> um, effective March 19th, Tatuaje and Latelier will be merging minus one of the founding members of Latelier. Sean Casper Johnson, who has no relation to Pete or KC, will be leaving to work in the music industry. On a past episode, we announced the Illusioni purchased one-off, and now the cigar will make its comeback at the 2018 IPCPR in Las Vegas in eight sizes, ranging from $11 to $17. I that think the E is silent. It's Illusion. I like Illusioni. Sounds Italian. Yes. <laughs> because you like something doesn't give you permission to mispronounce it. It's Illusioni, and that's what I'm going to go with. One-off so. was a big cigar around here in the New England area. be interesting uh, how well he uh, makes that cigar. At 11 to $17, it's no cheap date. Right. And lastly, the Costa Rica Cigar Bar at Tropicana Field 
Home of Major League Baseball's Tampa Rays will not be returning to the Dome this year as the team is looking to use the space for something more family-friendly. They've been pushing them out for years. Yeah, and this year they succeeded. And oh. It's a sad thing, but that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? Up and coming shows on the Cigar Authority next week. It's Wishful Thinking. Cigars collaboration is an event we wish could be happening because of FDA. And the FDA is pounded, man. It looked like we was taking a step forward this week, but it was Altria jumping in at the end. That's the parent company of Philip Morris coming in and bashing us down. Uh, They're out there. They own Nat Sherman now. They own um, Middleton's. So they get to speak on behalf of the cigar industry, and they're trying to make it so that the little guy can't survive. They're, they're really pushing pushing t- tough on it. Uh, so we'll talk about wishful thinking, things that we wish could end up happening. Um, the following week, the best cigars for the money in each price range will go through. Uh, moving up to March 31st, the Cigar Authority's 8th anniversary show. We're going to uh, recap some old episodes. And uh, it's eight years, eight full years uh, of the Cigar Authority. 2010, we started this thing. So uh, moving ahead... Uh, Justo Aroa. Uh, Look at you. Huh? I'm proud of you. In the world, worldwide launch of the Aladino Maduro. We're going to launch it right here on the show on April 9th. So uh, that's some up-and-coming shows that are coming on. Mr. Jonathan has a mailbag he would like yeah. to get to. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. This is submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Daryl writes, Hi, guys. I'm running into an issue that I'm a little clumsy dealing with, and I hope you might have a suggestion. Here in my part of Ohio, we have a few decent brick and mortars, but they seem to carry the same cigars all the time, and none of them carry the stuff you guys talk about. My question to the three amigos is, is it proper to ask a brick and mortar to carry something you've heard of? And if so, how do you go about asking without offending? I also had one suggestion for the show. Mr. Jonathan needs his very own cricket noise button. (laughs) As always, enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. So, yes, uh, and, and that's been a big help for us over our 33 years in the business is consumers coming in and asking us yep. about cigars that we didn't carry. And maybe uh, we didn't know about the cigar, if it's possible, or, um, you know, we overlooked it and, and didn't think there was um, a market for it. And if you went in and said, you know what, I'd like a box of such yep. and such that you know, I know you don't carry, yep. and the guy orders it, Maybe he's going to order a few. You could play the role of rep. It's legal for you as a consumer to give a cigar to that shop owner and say, hey, I've been smoking a lot of these lately. It would be great if you'd carry them. Why don't you try it? Yeah, or order me a box of these. Right. You get the box in. You take one out. You give it to there the shop go. owner, and you say, uh, this is why I like it so much. And maybe the guy gets on board and doesn't realize of, of the cigar. If you've had it and like it, um, that's the way to go. First, give the chance to the brick-and-mortar retailer to, to get on board. My, my suggestion to the consumer in that instance is obviously to ask for it. But I feel sometimes some retailers have some 
aversion to bringing some of these products in because a lot of the time people are like, oh, I bring in that box of Lanceros and yeah, I'll, I'll smoke it and they off. buy one every two months yeah. and that takes two years to sell the box. So I would say make sure it's something that you're committed to so you so you don't feel like you've done the retailer dirty I like or the, the reverse I like way. the idea of having them order a whole box. Yeah, and buy the box. You. Buy the box, give them one. You're mm-hmm. down to 19 now and you, you'll get through it. And I, I bet you the guy ends up... Uh, Taking the brand on, and, and, and the, the retail is probably going to return the favor and give you a cigar back if you gave them one. Yeah, in hopefully. that instance as well, or, or do right by. But. And the flip side of that is, in order to make any brand successful in a cigar shop, you need one or two box buyers on it, and you can you can have that earning its keep, so to speak, on the shelf. So if you're already one of those box buyers, you may you, be a go-to guy in his shop for him at that point where he he gets some samples in and ends up saying, hey, what do you think of this one? Right. You know, he looks at you as uh, as a helping hand. You know what you're talking about, especially when you, you, uh, if you if you hit a couple of home runs for him that he takes a brand in because of it and the thing ends up selling well for it, it'd be great. Right now it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. That's where I shine right here. The offer of the day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Mr. Jonathan, both of us, $500. To eat a peep? Lick the sharp side of a razor blade until you bleed. And a $100 bonus if you drink a 16-ounce homemade lemonade right after. <laughs> for 100 bucks, 100 extra. 100 extra. I'm in on both. I'll do the lemonade part. Yeah, you'll drink a lemonade for a hundred dollars after you. After cut, I cut my lip, cut your tongue. Yep, or lip tongue. Yep. Five I won't cut my tongue, but if I had a cut, I would drink the lemonade. No, you got to cut your tongue with a razor blade. Oh, no, I'm not saying you, you don't got to go all the way like all the you way up to cut the metal half. part. You just you know little. It's got to bleed. It's got to bleed. Sure, why not? Have you have you ever bitten your tongue or anything so your tongue bleeds? Oh, like, yeah. You know how deep you have to get to actually do that? You'd have to go somewhat deep. That's how deep you have to bite your tongue. A razor blade is a razor. It's sharp. Just a little. Huh? I'm out. I'm out. My, I, my legs are, like, shaky just thinking of it. What's that you weird feeling very, you get? You've got very uh, weird, your tongue with weird it. things <laughs> that you get freaked out about. Would you do it? Yeah. You'd cut your tongue with a razor blade. And I'm going all in. I'm cutting my tongue with the razor blade, and I'm drinking the lemonade. Yeah, I would do it. You would do it. Just for the lemonade part. I actually like the way that feels when you have a... I would cut my tongue just by... With a razor blade. Yeah, but I like the way it feels when you drink something like lemonade and you have a cut in your mouth. You're a sick boy. It it burns, but after it burns, it's numb. You're a sicko. Sicko. I'm, I'm out on a couple of things now. <laughs> Ed Sullivan, offered. I have a drop for that on there. <laughs> Ed Sullivan, no way, right? No way. Ed Dave. Sullivan, I think we're, we're lined up perfectly that money can't buy these. It's not t- about the money. I mean, listen, I'd like the 600 bucks. Don't get me wrong. What but is it, it's the, the peer pressure that the, no, no one else is going to do it? That's what it is. I am a victim of peer pressure. Hey, a little bit <laughs> of pain is a good thing. It's the, it's the <laughs> challenge of it. Somebody is willing to... to challenge me to do something and and put their money where their mouth is i'm willing to step up and do the challenge literally put your mouth where your mouth is it's correct wow now if you said that i gotta lick a piece of paper and get a paper cut that's a whole different thing i'm out hmm. yeah you'd be there a half hour trying to get it just you know right. correct yep. you're saying you gotta cut to to cut your tongue you're gonna have to go deep i've licked an envelope and cut my tongue before right but has it bled 
No, you're going to have to go no. You have to go <laughs> deep. <laughs> you don't have to go that deep. Jonathan's used to going uh, deep. If only I had a razor blade. I got razor blades. It's inside of one of those peeps. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's just for Halloween. That's just for Halloween. So we're smoking the Labo M. And, um, this is the Encantador. Which there's a red one, the red box, and the darker box. This is the darker one. This is the box press versus the other one that's round. The, the other box, which is shade wrapper. Right? One box is brown, and the other box is black. No, this inside. is from the black box. I understand red you're felt. saying inside, but someone goes into the humidor downstairs, they're going to be looking for a red box. There's no red box. The inside is red. I like the one with the shade on it. This yes. one is heavy. This is strong. This is riding the, the fence. I'm smoking it real slow because if I go much faster than this, See, I find this I a little problems. sweet. All right, stick your tongue out. You don't. You don't. <laughs> hey, that, yeah, with the charade. The challenge of letting someone else cut my tongue. Now we're into the millions. We're into the millions. With the serrated edge. No, but I was thinking like the Mach 2, Mach 3 razor. Uh, 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 uh. Lick it, it till you bleed. No. I, now, I would, I would probably cut my head and then put like alcohol on it, which I've done that before, and that's oh, yeah. probably the, more painful the than the lemonade. The tongue is very... But it numbs it after. The, the head bleeds for a long oh, time, forever, too. Forever, forever. I use awful. the, the uh, market basket makes a six-blade razor, not that it matters, but it has a blade on the backside, so I always put my hand, my finger on the blade as I'm shaving, and every once in a while I come back and I gouge a two-inch strip out of my head. I look like the uh, former president of Russia, like just... That Gorbachev. That sucks. It's awful. Yeah. What do you think of the cigar? I find it a little sweet. There's a little bit of like a mocha sweetness to it. Nine out of ten in strength? No. No? No. no. I find it a very strong. I'd give it a, I, I personally, I'd give it a six out of ten. Yeah, five, 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 five or six. 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 My, my I'm probably yeah. closer to seven, but I don't know about nine. Really? The, wow. the, uh, to say nine out of ten that now you're looking at maybe three or four cigars in the whole store that are stronger than it. The Flor Dominicana has an entire section of the cabinet stronger than this, so it can't be 9 out of 10. Flor Dominicana is the 10. Double Hero Chisel, 10. And then everything goes down from there. So I'd I think you nine. forgot about the Oro Tubo. Because that thing you can see into the future after the <laughs> second puff. I feel yeah. like the Lenox was stronger than this. No. I smoked that Lenox all the way down to the very end. It was nice. You obviously have nicotine poisoning at this point, and now you've reached your threshold. <laughs> the draw on this is, is impeccable. Yes, it is. And yeah. So I, I feel like it's burning hotter than what we previously yeah. smoked. Well, everybody uh, in the care package is smoking this along with me. What is your strength profile on this? One to ten? Where do you think you, you, you lay? Cause, uh, How wrong is Dave is what we're looking Michael for. Michael Howe is smoking this, and he says he chased chocolate-covered licorice. Is Gordy Howe smoking this as well? <laughs> really? I'm with him on the licorice. Yeah, and I got the I got the the sweetness, so I could see it. It's like a lemon kind of tea going on with the licorice, like a lemon licorice tea. Strong cigar. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back next week, it's St. Patrick's Day, uh, and uh, we might be smoking a Wood Dominicana Candela. Do it. Got any? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? yeah All right, sure. we'll do that. Sure. Um, and uh, we're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about 
Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. 
Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, broadcasting live from the La Fula Dominicana sound set. And we're smoking Lobo M. I'm finding it very full-bodied, you know, on the very high end of full-bodied. See if the people out there agree that they're smoking along with us. I think you're just a little sensitive. It is full-bodied, but not... Very full body. I feel like yours was in capital letters if you were sending a text message. Yep. It's just full body. High nicotine and very full bodied. Just a comment on the segue. The Serenos are like really good people. Nice yes, people. They are. Yeah, well, they're like, he and their son are just really yeah, good they are. people. They are. They are. So, uh, LFD Green, you said yes? Yeah, done. It's yeah, a, we'll do a Candela. We got it. And for any retailers listening, it's available out there? It, it, is, it is available, yeah, absolutely. So t- this, this would be the time to get it right away. Call Monday morning and get them in because uh, St. Patrick's Day, you go through a few boxes of those, just some people picking up uh, Candela cigars. You like Candela? I do, I do. I, um, I don't like it initially because when you light it up, it is a little grassy. Yeah. And I'm not a big grass guy. Um, but the, the once you get into it, the, 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 most of the Double Claros, Candelas, um, American market selection that are available are now traditionally fuller-bodied blends. Yeah. And the fuller-bodied ones uh, tend to, to over, you know, yes. beat up the wrapper. So back in the, back in the day, it was people like Mac and Udo <coughs> and, and um, Fuente making milder cigars, mm-hmm. putting Candela on it, and it would be so, so grassy and just couldn't even stand yeah, it. Yeah, you need a little bit of body in your filler, but you've you got to really play it. It's a delicate balance. You can't overpower the Candela. Otherwise, why yeah. smoke a Candela? Our Candela business, our double, it's called the Double Claro. We have three sizes, a Churchill, Robusto, and a Corona. Corona's amazing. Um, That's the one we want then. Yeah, I think that I, that would be what I suggest. It's great flavor profile on it. Um, that, that, that line actually grew for us over the last two years. Each year, it's grown. Do you think continue to make it year-round? Yeah, 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 we continue to make it. and I mean, we make a certain amount when it's ready, it's ready, and yeah. it, it stays at our factory when, until we need it. And so they, when they make Candela and it's green... It stays green, though. It, like, locks in its greenness. It doesn't, with, with a lot of age, it still stays as a green cigar. So what happens is you pick the tobacco off the plant. It goes into the curing barn. In the curing barn, it's at a very high temperature, so it dries out uh, almost immediately. You can do it over, almost essentially overnight, um, and it keeps the green in. Because what, what affects, what changes <laughs> the color of the leaf is the slow drying process. Uh. The slow curing process is what dries the leaf, changes its colors. Um, and then the green, if you do it quickly and dry it out quickly, it, it keeps the same color. That do you think green. that your growth in Candela could have anything to do with someone like, let's say, Skip Martin with his Candela kind of getting people to focus on it as a, a viable cigar option? Ours has been out for uh, seven years now. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not sliding yours. Yeah, I'm ours has been out for seven years. So I, I think what you see with it is it's so different than anything else out there. Gotcha. That when people do grab it, 
they're looking for something different. Obviously, it is very popular around St. Patrick's Day, but we sell it throughout the year, too. So, yeah, maybe. I, I think it may have a little bit to do with that. I mean, Se- seven, eight years ago, there were two companies in, that came out with a Candela right at the same time. It was you and Illusion. Mm-hmm. And it feels like at that time, there was a re- it created a renewed interest in the Candela. Because they were both good. They were both yeah. real good, yep. It doesn't, it, it's certainly a social media presence. If I pop one on, if I pop a picture online of it, I guarantee you somebody's probably going to go grab one. Uh, so there's definitely more. Social media is bigger now than it was seven, eight years ago. So I, I would, you know, agree with you partially on that, that it probably does have an impact with people are just more familiar with seeing it. So you have shops that continue to carry it yes. around? Yeah, I, shockingly, when I do events, if I have double Claro at an event, I always sell at least a box or two. Really? Yep. Wow. We, we don't have that kind of, we don't have any really Candela box buyers or anything? that We have one. Yeah? <laughs> okay. He's a producer. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, so uh, when La Fleur Dominicana is out, you're out of La Fleur Dominicana. Do you, or I don't know if you're ever out of it, but we are. But um, do you. Again, you thought you were out of the firing line. Do you find yourself smoking other people's cigars? Do you smoke other people's cigars? I do. I I do smoke smoke other people's cigars. I. I tend to be drawn towards more Dominican tobacco. I used to smoke a, a lot of everything else, but I, I tend to smoke more Dominican. And the reason I, I do that is because I enjoy smoking something that has similar flavor profiles that's maybe not as strong or slightly different, grown in a different area of the yeah. country, so you can look at different uh, flavor profiles. So in the DR, I smoke, uh, I smoke a good amount of Fuente. I prefer Cameroon, so I, yeah. I like Cameroon a lot. So I smoke a lot of Fuentes, Cameroons. Um, I do smoke a good amount of Davidoff. Um, I've been enjoying recently, personally, I, I've been smoking that, that new Late Hour. That yes. Winston Churchill's freaking home run. Yeah. Uh, that was really nice. Um, Nicaraguan-wise, I, I smoke almost exclusively Padron now. Um, I do have other, I have collections of things. I have some Tatuaje collections. I've got some My Father's cigars that I bought like 10 years ago during a Father's Day thing. Um, so I, I do enjoy those quite a bit. They're great manufacturers. Uh, but I tend to smoke, when I'm smoking something different now, I smoke, uh, you know, I tend to smoke... Dominican cigars. That's just where my palate's at. So when you went to the festival, and those are usually one-off cigars anyway, right? That that are there. Was anything stand out? The, the most recent, there's there's two that I smoked that really blew me away. Um, the most recent non-LFD I smoked was was uh, on Monday evening. I smoked the the year of the dog. Mm. Um, I was really ticked off that I had that I smoked it when I smoked it because I was drinking some uh, plenty of wine. And I lit it up as my second cigar after I had some steak. I was actually hanging out with um, with your CLE rep, uh, Jim Price. He was down yeah. there doing some stuff. So whenever anybody comes to Miami from New England, they tend to hit me up. So I lit it up, and we were on, like, our second bottle of wine. And at the end of it, when I started smoking, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd waited and smoked this on a clean palate because I, I know this would be something I'd really like. So I enjoyed that. Um, at Pro Cigar, the one that caught me by uh, caught me by surprise was there was this packet. Every night you get 10, 10 cigars, and they're in an elaborate packaging, always the best of the best. Um, so we, we were making fun of one of the cigars that was in there because it was tiny. All the other ones were big. And then Saga had put in this little Corona. It was the one with the green band. I don't even know what it was called. So we got back, and one of the one of our friends and one of our guests that came down with us, he says, hey, he goes, did you smoke that little saga that we were making fun of? I'm like, yeah, I did. I go, it was ridiculous. I go, it was so good. He's like, yeah. He goes, he goes I wish I hadn't made fun of it so much because it was small. He goes, it was the best one I smoked. Wow. And uh, no, that, that one kind of caught me by surprise. That was, that was really enjoyable. So, and I hadn't smoked a lot of their cigars, so that was uh, something different. 
Did you have Unified? Was that your cigar? The Unified one? I know years ago when I went to the Pro Cigar Festival, the LFD Unified. All right, so we had, uh, what we had in the packages, uh, if you went to our factory tour, uh, we had a Perfecto that was a barber pool. Uh, that was that was a Sumatra wrapper on that, I believe, with a Connecticut barber pole. Uh, that was really good. I smoked that. And then we had uh, La Volcata in one of the boxes. We had Lenox in one of the other boxes. And then our Reserve Especial line, we had the first night uh, in the package there. Uh, coincidentally, one of the nights, they did happen to have the Eye of the Shark in there. Uh, oh, no kidding. Yeah, so that, that was kind of a, a nice little treat. I smoked that. And that's Cameroon's. That was right up my alley. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that quite a bit, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, I mostly, I'm mostly i partial. I've, I've always been partial to LFD personally anyway. I mean, most of my collection are LFD cigars that I had in the past. Uh, but I do like to jump around. And, and in reality is people that tell you they don't jump around because they, you may think you work for the best company. And you, yeah. you know, some, you might. Um, I feel like I do. But there's definitely other things to try out there. And I, I think it's really a good thing to smoke competition just for personal enjoyment, but also to know what's going on. Yeah. How about uh, Tony and Lito? Do they do it too? Lito Jr., uh, when he's in a country that he's allowed to smoke in, uh, tries old, a lot of different... How old is he? He's, he's, he's about to be 18. All right. Uh, so his, his avail- availability of trying cigars is going to expand. Uh, but he, he likes trying different cigars because he's, he's trying to get... You know, he's trying to see what's out there, these different companies. He follows some of the blogs All and right. stuff online. Uh, Tony and Lito, I'm going to tell you, most of the time I see him smoking LFD because they're, they're smoking... All day, every day, right. when they're smoking samples down to the resting room to make sure cigars are already blending. So I, I very rarely see them smoke anything different yeah. just because the setting that we're in is either an event setting um, or it's a setting of we're at the factory and there's not anything else going on around them. But uh, I, I'm sure they smoke other cigars. Uh, but I know Lito smokes a lot of uh, different just tobaccos that he, that he purchases from other places for wrappers. So, but most of the time I see him smoke that, but I do know they smoke other cigars. All right, so here's a question uh, we've, been, we've been thinking about for a while. Jonathan brought it up to me. Um, so you were the rep around here for a long time, and then you became the VP of sales. What is the difference of your two jobs? When, when you used to do that, now you do this. So I, I kind of... The biggest adjustment for me was when you work for anybody... You, you're dealing with different personalities. You're dealing with what their vision of the company is. And for us, we're a you know we're husband and wife run operation. Um, so you've got to mold your agenda to how how their plans are and what their vision is. Um, and I'm I'm constantly in this role. The you're things, in this, Mr. Jonathan. Are you hearing this? I'm listening. All right. The <clears throat> things I do are working based off of what they built. Um, and that's challenging from times because you have an idea of how you might want to do something. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, you your know, job is to prove them right. Two people with the last name Gomez, and I have to prove them why that's that yeah, way because right. they've been very successful with that. So uh, that was that was a big adjustment for me. But I grew up in a business where my family owned it, and I had that from the other side. Ah. Um, so that's something I prepared with, and we have a very good relationship with that. That that was a big adjustment because when you're in the rep role, most everything goes through whoever's above you. Uh, in the hierarchy, so it went through the national sales manager, yeah. vice president of sales. Um, so that's the biggest challenge. And the funniest thing for me, and where I where I noticed it the first time, was uh, my first trade show as vice president of sales was really was really unique because we had a few empty territories, but the national sales managers or the vice president of sales are the only people that every single person that you interact with either works for you 
is a customer or you work for them. So that's a really interesting position to be in because you're at the constantly target being of pulled. everyone, right. you're of constantly every being side. Pulled. Where the sales reps, uh, you, you know, it's very challenging because they're dealing directly with the customer. Uh, but if there's a challenge, they deal with you. So they're dealing with the customer and then they're dealing with their boss. I'm dealing with the customer, the sales rep, the owners, and everything comes through the middle. Uh, so that was that was one of the big adjustments. But it's also great at that time too because you can really, it's fun to take an ideal, and it's fun to take an idea and a and a vision and work with it. I, I have a I have a great time doing that. Um, fortunately, we have a great product that's right. really high demand, um, and we've got a really you know business uh, really uh, ethical way of doing business. Uh, so I don't have to deal with a lot of crap. Uh, you know, it's it's we, we have a way that we do things, and it's with the retailer in mind. Yeah. Uh, so that makes things a little easier. But no, it's definitely a different role. The traveling certainly different. Yeah. Uh, I find the traveling sometimes easier, sometimes harder, depending on where I'm going, what I'm getting into. Uh, but it was definitely a big adjustment, and it's always adjustments because you're always continuing to grow. The company's always continuing to change, maturing. Uh, so those are those are definitely the biggest differences. Whereas when I was on the road. Uh, just selling, you know, you're getting up Monday, you're going to go visit a shop, four or five shops a day, get an event done. Uh, you know, the, the, what happens along the line is you're still doing that, but then you have the additional on the other end. Is there a concern, do you think, from Inez and Lido that perhaps Jonathan Carney is becoming the face of La Florida Minicana in the United <laughs> <Yeah>. States? <laughs> you don't have to answer that. They haven't put no. you in the ad yet, right? No, it was, nah, that's, that's, I, they, they know what I tell when I'm out there. Uh, it's my job to be a storyteller, yeah. uh, to tell their story, talk about them. Everything I do is very focused around them, the family, um, and that's that's something that's very important to me. This isn't about me whatsoever. Uh, this is about our product. It's about what they've built, um, and we've got we've got the next generation that's young, good looking. We got a six foot seven dude that, that really yeah. looks the part, knows what he's doing, and then Lito Jr. is an absolute beast of a beast of a kid right now. Um, he's got a great ego, so it's uh, you know it's about them, about the family. But it, it has been fun, you know. They welcome me in and realize that uh, you know there is an impact of me being out there and, and being a representative of what they're doing. Uh, but I said I, re- I represent what their what what their story is, and I, it's never going to be about about me. Okay, and you do it well. All right, we got time to squeeze in this uh, classic three-way. Let's do it. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's- Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, Barry is our champion, so we're going to go right over to Barry. Barry, today's March 10th. Carrie Underwood, country singer, actress, songwriter, who won seven Grammy Awards. Her first three albums went multi-platinum. After she won American Idols. Born today, what year? 1982. 82, Mr. Jonathan. 80. 
and Mr. Jonathan Carney. Am I allowed to guess the same thing Barry did? I have it written down. You are. 1982. 82, and both years will get one point because it's 1983. I was going to say 83, but I wanted to make sure I didn't go over. Okay, so Mr. Jonathan Carney, one point. Barry, one point. Nothing for Mr. Jonathan, who's up next. Chuck Norris, TV, actor, martial arts, uh, from TV's Walker, Texas Ranger, became internet sensation with mean base with extravagant feats of combat. You know, uh, Chuck, Morris, Chuck Norris does not do push-ups. He pushes the world down. That's right. Okay. As a young man, he fought martial arts legend Bruce Lee in the film Ways of the Dragon. Uh, his, cures, his tears cure cancer, by the way. Yeah? Chuck Norris does not cry, though. That's the problem. What are we going to do to have you give an answer? 1948. 48. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Carney. 1943. 43. 45. 45. Everybody is over. 41, right? 40. Ah. Give myself a point for that anyways. He looks He looks good. That's because uh, how old he is. Mr. Jonathan Carney. Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. Son of the late Alan Thicke. Saying cocaine. R&B singer, songwriter, whose second album, Evolution of Robin Thicke, went platinum. He won two consecutive gold albums with something else in Sex Therapy, the session. And he released widely popular controversial single, Blurred Lines. You know him. Oh, yeah. Robin Thicke. Born Ripped today. off Marvin Gaye. He looks just like his dad, too. Yep. Uh, 1980. 80. 82. 82. He's older than that, boys. 1970. 70 for the point, Mr. Jonathan, 1977. We got a three-way tie going. We got six questions and a tiebreaker. Three to go, and this goes back to Barry. Sharon Stone, seductive actress who became famous for her roles in the film Basic Instinct. Also appeared in Casino, War of Remembrance, and King Solomon's Mind. Sharon Stone, born today? 57. 57. 62. 62. 56. 56. 57 will take it, Barry. It's 58. I know how you work, Barry. You I, I, I can't cheat and change what I write down. Can I? Because like, I wanted <laughs> no. to go 58. No. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm being fair. You know, once uh, Chuck Norris was bit by a rattlesnake, and after three days of agonizing pain, the snake finally died. <laughs> You're just not funny. <clears throat> Jonathan. <laughs> Thank you, Fox. Timberland. Music producer, popular rapper, and music producer who has collaborated with a wide variety of artists, including Jay-Z, uh, Ludacris, Beck, and many others. Also hosted Lifetime's The Pop Game. Did all of Missy Elliott's albums. You're going to skip that? He was 14 when he was shot by a co-worker while working at the Red Lobster. Yeah, what year was that? <laughs> I can't tell you that. Uh, Timberland. That would have been 1984. Uh, he's 1970s when he was born. 1970 is when he was born, Mr. Jonathan Connor. 73. 73. Uh, I thought he was young. I thought he was 1990. 1990. So 70 will take it. It's 72. Very close, Mr. Jonathan Connie, but Mr. Jonathan is our leader right now. Barry's got two as well. We're tied. Oh, that's right. You keep a track on me. Mr. Jonathan Connie, you need one for a three way tie. Who's this go to? Goes, yeah, it goes to Connie. Osama bin Laden was the founder of Al Qaeda. Al -Qaeda uh, organized responsibility for September 11th attacks in the United States and many other mass casualty attacks worldwide. Taken out by Rob O'Neill on May 2nd, 2011, but born today, Osama bin Laden. What year? 1956. 56. 
61. 61. 38. 38. We have a three-way tie. Three-way tie. And this is down to the tiebreaker. Isn't this awesome how this works out? So this goes to me. Barry. Barry. Died today. Died today. Not born today. Died today. Andrew Gibb. Andy Gibb, British singer, songwriter, performer, and teen idol, was the youngest brother of the Bee Gees, Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb. Gibb became an international prominence with six singles that reached the top ten in the United States. Couldn't starting follow with his own advice. He could not stay alive. No, that forever. was his brother. That was his brother. You suck. Just wanted to be your everything. Gibb's success was brief during his drug drug addiction and depression. He died five days after turning 30. But what year did he die? Oh, wow, that changes it Yeah, up. it changes everything. Yeah. I didn't say it three times. 1977. 1987. 1987. I'm going to say 1972. 72. 1992. 92. Barry Stein said 87. It's 88. The point. The win. You are the champion once again. Barry Stein. <clears throat> wow. Look how happy you are with yourself. Oh, I am. I'm going to break my arm patting myself on the back. So I said he was 30 oh. when he died. That helped you out? Yeah, because you figured Saturday Night Fever came out in 77. He, it wasn't and Saturday Night Fever. This is the brother. You're so upset about this. You got this. the answer right, so it's yeah, irrelevant. Huh? You got it done. Yeah, but you got it on a backwards way. Lub OM was smoking. Lub OM, I got to tell you, it's too strong for me. Period. That's it. I can't go to it. It's not a go-to. It's, it's No, I had to tap on myself. You know what that means, right? When you say a strong cigar is too strong, we're going to have people buying them like yeah. crazy. Yeah, so sometimes it works out backwards. I'm not trying to say don't buy it, but my taste profile, it's way up there. I'm halfway done. That's it. I, I have to tap out. Um, it just very, very strong cigars. It's going to happen to a lot of the LFD stuff. I can't do it. Double a hero chisel. You know, we talked about doing it on the show, and, and you know, they, they did it on the ash holes and cut the, the bullet on the top, smoked it for a while, cut the bullet on the bottom too, smoked it for a while, then cut it straight, smoked it. Very interesting to do that. What's your preference, Carney? On the chisel? Yep. I just pinch the two sides, pops the top up, and that's there what you I go. Do. Yep. yep. Really? Yep, pinch just the two little Interesting with the bullet. Side, and that's open. what Rush Limbaugh does. He pinches it. How about a, how about a milder chisel? Chisel was intended to be full-bodied, and uh, Lido had been asked that before. Yeah. It's like, oh, you ever thought of making a milder chisel? He's like, the chisel is supposed to be strong. It will never be mild. Ah. So it's not going to happen. Disappointing. I would love to see that because he invented that shape. Ian trademarked it. The mildest version of it that uh, we have is uh, our airbender, which is yeah. medium, uh, medium full. Uh, the airbender chisel is definitely more approachable in terms of body uh, if you're not into a stronger side. But it, it, that does borderline strong as well. I'm going to spend some of Dave's money. What about a two guys exclusive of, uh, of a Connecticut wrap chisel? Lito said no on the, on the Connecticut. For nationwide, but what about a store exclusive? Yeah, he also told me he'd never make a mild <laughs> cigar ever again. But, you know, hey, everything can change. What, I'll, I'll tell you, La Fleur Dominicana was a mild brand. For many, many years, and the success is, they can't take, take it away from them, the success was going full-bodied. Absolutely. And it 
change the face of Florida Dominicana forever. Yeah, ever. if you're going to go after that top 5% of the smoking community, be the best at it. Mm -hmm. And, and you guys it. certainly have done and it. And own it. And the majority of people don't even realize that we started making mild cigars. Yeah. Like Somebody asked me one time, like, oh, do you have a Connecticut shade? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, is it new? Is it any good? And I'm like, well, it's the only cigar we've been making for 24 straight years. So 1997 pretty cigar of the year yep. by me. Alcalde. Yes. Yes, it was. All right, that's all the time we have. Mr. Jonathan Connie, thank you. As thank always, you. thank you for coming in next week. Hey, don't forget to change your clocks tonight. Change your clocks, which is one Who last. Who has a clock? Everyone has a clock. Nah, just, no, my yeah. phone does it automatically. Is that all you have? That's all I have. You don't have a clock? No. No one has clocks. I do anymore. have a clock in the living room, but the battery died. So it's stuck at like 4.30. Anyway, we're going to lose an hour of sleep. And I know you have like no sleep going, going tonight. You have one less hour. Correct. So I'm just letting that be known. Yeah, Next week, St. Patrick's Day, wishful thinking cigars. And Barry gets his wish, which is we're going to drink on the show too. I know yes. some people Very like this. against that. Uh, cigar collaborations and events we wish could be happening. We're going to be drinking. Jameson. Jameson? Irish whiskey. St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to leave that up to you. Okay. You I will bring that. the bottle. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, it's quite possible you've learned nothing else in the Very last possible. two hours. So yeah, there was a lot today. There was a lot. Always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.